Welcome to Tits Up. When things go tits up, they're broken. Tits up can also mean brave up and get on with it. This is what we do as mothers. When things are broken, we pull up our big girl pants and we wade through the muck. In this interview, I'm speaking to one of the bravest, bravest mothers I have ever spoken to. She's a young mum with a 25-month-old and a 5-month-old, and she's speaking to me from Ukraine. She wanted to tell me her story so that I can share it with you and you can hear some of the things that an ordinary mum is going through right now. I'm not um, going to to say exactly where I am. There were um, mines thrown down like around the ground from certain like drones or whatever they used, like different flying devices. And those mines are like shaped as a toy or some kind of box with matches or a cell phone. Uh, it's the northern um, part of uh, Ukraine. So what was life like for you, say, two weeks ago? Oh, my God, I have so, had such different concerns. Like, I was just thinking about, like, how to be more efficient during the day, how to take care of my kids better. You know, I had, like, proper life. I could just... Um, go for coffee or just uh i don't know fall asleep peacefully it's like a horror movie but happening live all the time 24 7 this window is uh covered with uh, uh nailed with three blankets because uh we sleep over here uh all, all four of us on this sofa so if for example the glass shatters so that it just falls behind the uh, blanket and not on us directly. There are a lot of diversions and they're just walking around the streets, the enemy dressed in the civilian because they take away people's clothes, like the <gasps> civil clothes. They dress up. The Russian army that are dressing the civilians yeah, yeah. and they're just yes. invading people's homes and throwing them out so they can use their homes. Absolutely. They don't mind killing the civilians they do it and it's a war crime it is yes absolutely go hungry and just not to be Ooh. able to procure like just food or just basic medicines there are airstrike sirens going off like several times an hour sometimes oh how terrifying so he goes out the door and you don't know whether or when or if he's coming back no i don't no 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 if everybody runs away can you tell me who is going to rebuild my city? So at two at night, a missile like shooting uh, in a residential building, kindergarten, and the shop in a, a in the market. So that's not military objects at all. Why would they get hit? No. And that's horrendous. It's a nightmare unfolding daily, and there is no wake up from it. But it's now it's surrounded, so you can't get out anyway. No, we can't. Katarina, instead of me describing anything, can you just tell us where you are right now? Hello, everyone. Um, just now I'm um, 
hiding out in a small house on the suburban part of my town and for safety reasons i'm not um, going to to say exactly where i am there were um, mines thrown down like around the ground from certain like drones or whatever they used like different flying devices and those mines are like shaped as a toy or some kind of box with matches or a cell phone and so i'm just uh, i'm i'm really kind of safe i think here because just in the middle of the street people could just pick something up or just step on it and they would be just done so uh it's the northern um part of uh ukraine right so what was life like for you say two weeks ago oh my god i have had such different concerns like i was just thinking about like how to be more efficient during the day how to take care of my kids better i have a 25 months old daughter leah and a five months old daughter leona and she's just here with me oh you know, dear little her. baby <laughs> yeah but i'm just holding her hand and i was just trying to manage my schedule as best i could because well i'm alone with my kids uh, and my husband is supporting us financially and now physically because i'm quite small <laughs> Yeah, but I was trying to get stronger in the gym, you know, I had like proper life, I could just um, go for coffee or just, uh, I don't know, fall asleep peacefully. Yeah, like most mothers in the world, really, like a lot of mothers that we know. Yeah, it was wonderful, actually. Yeah, 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 I wish I could have that again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's just unimaginable, isn't it, how quickly everything has changed and hit and do you still have COVID over there oh uh, yeah we do but no one is reporting it these days like no. it's not the primary uh um, let's say enemy or danger <laughs> no it's not a concern I mean it it's all relative isn't it really yeah, I just absolutely. thought you know people have had all these lockdowns and we hear about them in Europe and we had lockdowns in Melbourne and you know, in 2020, when we had we had big lockdowns in Melbourne, and I just kept thinking, what are people whinging about that they have to stay home? You know, we're not going to get shot if we go outside. And then, boom, here is this reality yeah. of a mum who's able to go out for coffee with her children, who's going to the gym, who's living a normal mother life, and then all of a sudden, life's That's- very different. It's like a horror movie, but happening live all the time, 24-7. And you're kind of like a, like a small pawn or a small casualty that might happen in the war. And no one would even know that we even existed because, well, there are so many of us like this. And uh, we're just small, simple people with simple values. We love our families. We just want to live the life that you just described. We want to have our jobs. We want to be able to take our kids to kindergartens or schools and just to um, to have some future. We want that. And just COVID isn't the primary danger, I would say. So, for example, if you hide out in a shelter, like where there are more kids and 
someone has uh, like a virus or an infection, it goes so fast in the shelter. Like my brother had to hide out with his family in one of those hospital shelters. And there was a rotavirus um, in one of the kids and his one-year-old daughter got it. And now it got spread all over his family. So you can't even have access to like a pharmacy properly. Sometimes they're open, but you would have to queue up for hours maybe uh, to get that something that you would take for that rotavirus or whatever it is so my youngest is five months old and we just started her first vaccinations she she had like maybe two rounds of vaccines only and uh, now vaccine from rotavirus there was it, it wasn't even available when we had to do it in the in the city itself so sometimes it happens because not too many um vaccines are delivered like uh, well they are not normally stored in like big amounts in pharmacies so imagine an, a situation where i'd have to go with this very young and vulnerable child some to some like gathering of people what would happen to her i mean i don't know about shelling and, and missiles and all that that's like where all of us done but should yeah. my small child just be around someone who just has something that she's not protected from and she's just so small, she's five months old. I, I think that's like a very, very real danger. It is, yes. It has to be, doesn't it, when people are sheltering in large numbers and are people, so you're in, tell us where you are, where you're sheltering. Oh, you're, just describe where you're sheltering. Don't tell us exactly where, but just describe yeah. where you're sheltering like house that has uh, uh, a kitchen a bathroom um the the bedroom for the parents for his parents uh, a small dining room and just this living room we're occupying and uh we'll just have like i can just show you around um so we just have bags everywhere and our windows are curtained at the moment so for example this one that's that's a window this window is uh covered with uh, uh, nailed with three blankets because uh, we sleep over here uh, all, all four of us on this sofa so if for example the glass shatters so that it just falls behind the uh, blanket and not on us directly and uh, we're just uh, trying to locate a, like a bedding somewhere behind a um, like a solid wall or something that that would be just a little bit further from the windows but because the house is quite small you, there's just so much that you can do about it um so um there are other houses like this around and mostly all people live here it's not like some like popular like hub uh, and people are scared so even if there are many people living here no one is just going out because there are a lot of diversions and they're just walking around the streets the enemy dressed in the civilian because they take away people's clothes like the <gasps> civil clothes they dress up and they just in the villages in my uh region they just enter homes and they just uh, throw the people out they use their uh like kitchen because they need to eat as well it's completely normal it's human right so uh, this is the russian army that are dressing as civilians yeah, yeah. and they're just yes. invading people's homes and throwing them out so they can use their homes 
absolutely. And if uh, they dressed up as civilians, they would just go around unnoticed, not like someone that we would like, you know, put a face on him that, well, he, he looks different. He's just another human, right? He has no, uh, it, like, sign from the outside that he's he's the bad guy. And they just, they don't mind killing the civilians. They do it. And it's a war crime. It is. Yes, absolutely. But how scary. I mean, you don't know who's good, who's bad, who's... To go outside of your house must be just terrifying. Uh, yeah, how, are, how are you getting food? Work. How are you getting yeah, food? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's my husband who's offending uh, uh, for us. He, he's taken a huge risk. Like it's, uh, I don't even know if he comes back, but he takes the car and he just drives to the city center because shops are open in the very limited like regime and that window is very short and you should know beforehand when it's open but when you arrive there you're kind of you you you're the same as anyone else there and you're just trying to get something for your family what your family needs and uh the shelves are getting like empty so what's real fear is that if we're blocked for for a while I'm just, it's a real concern for people. And I'm just worried for the ones who haven't stocked up, let's say a week ago, like five days ago or six when this started, right? So it's a real fear to just go hungry and just not to be able to procure like just food or just basic medicine. So uh, there are people who have chronic conditions and they just can't stand like in for hours in a line of people, of, of people to a pharmacy also considering because there are airstrike sirens going off like several times an hour sometimes sometimes for a couple hours it's kind of like quiet and we feel like oh maybe life is getting back to normal you know we just begin to get some hopes up and then we hear the sirens going over and over again like this morning it was announced that belarus uh soldiers uh, together with the russians have surrounded the I'm not sure what exactly but like like this like the region yeah so um we would say that uh this was like one of those maybe last trips in a very long uh, uh like uh, time ahead of us uh, to be able to get some food so my my husband today he went there and I have to say that if it weren't for him He's doing what he, what any man would do. He's protecting his family. He's protecting this, this area where we are, because it's just old people here. It's elderly people, children, and I don't know how many women. Yes, but uh, if everyone goes, let's say, to the hotspot where the whole like thing like happening, I don't know what's happening there, but there could be street fighting soon if, for example, the Belarus soldiers and the Russian army are not stopped like at a certain distance, right? Be, if something like that happens. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very bad. And I don't know how we would manage, for example, he's just, he's, he's completely my support my husband. I don't know what would have happened to me already by now. Oh, how terrifying. So he goes out the door and you don't know whether or when or if he's coming back. No, I don't. No, no, no. I'm trying not to overreact and not to just get 
too emotional saying like my last goodbye because I realized it could last for a while and my last goodbye could be just lost every every time he just go goes out the door yeah yeah and are the are the are people around you taking up arms have they got guns what what is what are people doing yeah so um it's uh, like having guns is not like the culture in this country we don't it's not here like have yeah, it's normally not here. Yeah. people don't carry guns in australia yeah mm. we're not like that either so we can't uh be like um privately protected by certain like weapons so if it came to that we probably have to use our bare hands maybe some simple tools that we might have like in a shed or somewhere in the household like a hammer or some um yeah kitchen knives that would probably do it but i mean where's the knife and the hammer and where's a, a gun or yeah. a a ground missile or the type of weapon that was forbidden by conventions not to be used even in the military uh situation it's it's horrendous all of this so the people who do have guns are obviously the army and the territorial units of people who uh who have been active for a while because we've always felt this danger of this um something so horrible happening it started back in 2014 in the far east from where i am so i'm in the north right. so what we learned to discover is that the whole side of the country that borders in russia is actually in danger so we tried to get ready just in case if this just in case doesn't happen that's fantastic but if it does we have to be prepared brace to brace ourselves and to not to lose hope because if everybody runs away can you tell me who is going to rebuild my city who's going to put the road back who's going to uh, build back the uh, pedi pediatric uh, dental clinic or for example a kindergarten who will do it who will come mm. here if we go yes a lot of people fled and there is no shame in that no, really people are terrified and they're doing whatever they need to do right now, aren't they? There's no shame in any any reaction. Absolutely, no shame. And uh, I know that uh, perhaps uh, we could have tried to maybe think of something that something could have happened somewhere back in January because the talks of invasion have been mentioned over and over and over and it just has become this old news you know when you just get used to it and you don't believe this anymore because right. it could be other information like uh like uh, like diversion right or it could be the the real truthful like date that this will be when this happens we never knew this and of course in i'm trying to think in retrospect and i'm i don't see any way that we could have done it because again i'm with small kids i need to give them bathing formula i need to clean their bottles play with them put them to bed provide them with their favorite toy or favorite activity cinnason you know it's just not something that I could have done just pick myself up, 
myself up and just go you know what i mean no no absolutely yes yes it was probably the third or this uh, i've lost count of those days or maybe the third day was when i when we fled from the apartment and you know what's funny uh i think in a day or two and it's not funny at all but uh there was a missile explosion at 2 a.m so at two at night a missile like shooting uh in a residential building kindergarten and the shop in a, a in the market so that's not military objects at all why would they get hit no. and that streets are visible from where i used to live now if i hadn't done it like a couple days before that and i had and thank god i did that but if i hadn't I think I would have just lost the last sanity that I still have. And I would have probably just been a disaster there by myself, panicking with those kids. Mm. And there are just so many people who can't do that. Like people who are disabled or really elderly, like 80 years plus old. Can you think yes. of that? How horrifying yeah. it must be just to look at that just out your window and see how there is a black pillar of smoke. And there there was a explosion and you never know how your long your building would stand that's horrendous it's a nightmare unfolding daily and there is no wake up from it no no and there's nothing we've been seeing on our tv reports we've been seeing um women making molotov cocktails yeah and that's come on out on our news yeah do you have um like has the tv been cut off is the news still available to you there what are you seeing Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we does we have we watch uh, a TV. I think uh, it still works well. Uh, I'm not following it because I'm mostly following uh, secure channels of information through um, uh, like chat, uh, uh, like messaging, uh, wow. like. Like I would say something like Facebook Messenger, but some other one. I don't want to just uh, name the. It's, no, it's, no, 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 because name. someone will cut them yeah. off if we they hear. Absolutely, yeah. we don't you know don't, who's. You don't want to risk that. No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, so I'm following that, uh, and the information is updated like every ten minutes or five or two. It, it's just like I have no idea who are those brave people who put that out there for us to just you know be prepared or get like uh, some something like ready close somewhere where you could just uh, take it and just go so internet is available um, it's not too good where I am but it's good enough for me to be able to uh, give this uh, interview so that's fantastic I'm happy that we have this occasion and I would love to see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> because be wonderful. Be yes. yeah we can keep tomorrow. chatting and you can keep updating us if you like you'll be the news I would love to. <laughs> yeah that would be nice it what about the rest of your family you, you mentioned you've got a brother have you got other siblings or is it just your brother yeah it's my brother with his family he's got uh, a wife two kids uh five oh no sorry six six and one years old and uh, there is an elderly lady together with them and uh, my brother's friend they're just uh, cuddled uh, together in the small apartment where it used to be my brother's home so my mom is here with us uh and uh, uh well it's just uh 
It's just us, the family. We're... He said his goodbye to me yesterday. It was absolutely heartbreaking. My brother just mentioned the things that he never told me in his life ever. And it was, he told me he loved me probably the first time in my life. And he said so many things about me I never knew he thought. And he said that he's actually thankful for this situation here because it's, it was probably for his wisdom to, becoming wise, to become wiser and for us to have a chance to meet in the future where we would have more children, more happiness, better lives, and where we would just meet again and again be together because it's like we are eternal. That's what we want to believe in. I'm sorry, it's just a little emotional. It is so emotional. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just hard. And so he said his goodbyes to me, to my husband, to mom, and he said that he's happy now. He is living the last hours or days or weeks or however little we have left, because the blockade is a real thing and it's happening as we are speaking. And maybe there will be no us. Oh, we don't I pray know. and hope that there will be and I pray and hope that your brother stays safe too but this is the reality it's so horrendous and so awful and I'd love to just give you a big hug but that's not you know it's just awful so how can people help oh hello beautiful you're the little girl oh beautiful Yes, absolutely. She's very curious. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So she's a one little miracle. Absolutely the most beautiful children in the world we have. Yeah. We so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Toby, you were saying about how uh, people are helping. How can people help? And are there organizations people... that are on the ground? I mean, I've donated to Medicine Sans Frontier because I sort of think that Doctors Without Borders will at least be able to be on the ground uh -huh. is there other other places that people could donate that might be helpful probably so i uh, i'm able to get those contacts what i can really do is i can send the money to volunteering organizations which just got created they are not some kind of like official government like unicef or unicef is, no no okay they're just no, local local they, who have their own internal channels to somehow support uh the the army and the i hope it doesn't come to that just simple people because just simple people are just uh collecting and just getting together sharing products clothes uh, medicine whatever they have if if they have it at all and if if it's the army uh those organizations try to like get this produce i don't know which way and it's good that i don't know because i would like to say that i would like to keep those contacts working and i could potentially be taking part in like sending them some financial support or uh just i know there are so many people who just want my family just now particularly but now the biggest resource yes it's nice to have the money but the biggest resource is the real produce which is missing so we would definitely benefit from for example some uh like 
guarantee that some products will be delivered, that some medicine will be here, or 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 just if just the enemy stepped away for some green corridor, maybe for for someone who would like to leave, that would be just so good. But the uh, horrible experience of the conflict that, that started back in 2014 is that when there is a green corridor, the uh, enemy shoots the corridor and there is no such thing as escape. So even if there is something like a statement that there is going to be no fire, there is no guarantee. And you're just going out to the limb and you think that you will make it. And there are just so many cars already who just got shot like this, just by trying to escape from the city. Okay, so as people are trying to drive out and leave, they're being shot anyway. Not, not anymore. The ones who try, uh, they risk their lives like extremely. And hmm. it's, it feels but, it. But it, now it's surrounded, they, so you can't get out anyway. No, we can't. And then you have mines in the streets. We do. Hmm. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But thank you so much for talking to us and just showing us what an ordinary mother, you know, just a normal mother is going through right now in this, this is war. Yeah. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I, I'm so grateful that I've learned language one day, the English language, so that I could speak it. And sometimes I think that that that's actually why I learned it, to have this day. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, your English is perfect. Oh, thank you. Were Bye. you an English teacher before, Bye. were you? Were you a teacher? Yeah. 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 Now I'm here in the uh, missiles, just or whatever it is, flying somewhere. It's like vibration and like a thunder rolling in the air somewhere high and it falls down like onto your walls. This, so like, you're hearing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Rainy. Sometimes you Rainy. just see how your looser shatters and how curtains just, you know, just go away from you from your window, like they get blown by some unseen like force and then they get back to to where it was and just it feels like life is still okay. You can like make something with kids plasticine and just go give them a bottle and just uh, uh play their loving in children as is yeah, a break from the horror. Yeah, it's yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you if I have a, I would really love to have a chance. It would give us maybe something to look forward to. You know. Yeah, I'm having a chat. In the spirit of reconciliation, I acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional owners and custodians of this country and their connection to land, water and community. We pay our respect to them, their cultures and customs and to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tits Up. This podcast was produced by Dave Stokes. For more information, connections with our guests and special offers from our show sponsors, please pop over to my website and check out the show notes, www.pinkymccabe.com. I would love it if you could please share the love by leaving a review. Five-star reviews will help other mums to find the support and information too.